1: Some radical ones It's another episode of the radical retro rewind podcast this is ryan hunter and i am joined by my lovely co-host rob the movie geek himself and we are tackling for us the final friday movie currently
2: hi everyone i'm rob good to be here once again yeah friday the 13th 2009 what did I see the, the final cut the director's cut the extended cut the killer cut the
1: killer cut did you see any killer cut additives to this? I want to know. <laughs> so
2: I own this on DVD, but I don't know if I have the killer cut or not. And there's a long story to that. You're like, why don't you know? Don't you have the box? And no, I don't. But again, longer story. So, yeah, I read about a lot of uh, different takes on this alternative situations and scenes. We will definitely discuss those throughout this discussion. Yeah, I, I have a feeling I watched the killer cut so I don't know we'll see
1: perhaps we both had the same curse Rob I too have this reboot but when I went to go watch it could I find the DVD that I had two weeks ago (laughs) I couldn't so I don't know if I watched the killer cut either I had to rent it
2: so (laughs) oh my god that sucks okay so what I was gonna say put it this way and maybe somebody can tell me the killer cut if it gives you an option to watch that or the original theatrical version on the DVD then that was the killer cut I didn't have that there was no special features there was no and it was just movie scene and maybe trailer I think that was it that was all I got so I pushed play and went on that that was it so
1: is it possible was blockbuster open did I buy my copy blockbuster I want to say I had a blockbuster copy that was probably my blockbuster exclusive
2: <laughs> copy with no feature so
1: so we have no idea radical ones what copy we saw we see some form of this movie like Rob said 2009
2: reboot to the Friday the 13th series well let me get into this right away so so because we keep using the word reboot so technically let's just oh, go yeah. on record here that apparently this specific 2009 version is considered a sequel that is right folks victor miller who is responsible for creating this franchise when it came time to write the remake they took measures on having the film appear to look like a sequel <laughs> more home. than a remake and this is purely for greediness and money a sequel will cost less to give to victor miller if it is made as a sequel if it was made as a remake he gets more cash so they stylized this to make it look like a sequel instead of a you know a straightforward remake and that is also the reason why you've got sort of a composite like a a combination of highlights of the first four movies all in this one film. It's like the Brady Bunch.
1: (laughs) Perfect example. It's like
2: the Brady Bunch movie. So yeah, given that whole entire sequence during the credits when, you know, you're seeing this woman being chased by this woman, you know, Pamela, he's my son. That was part one. And then let's jump 40, 80 years later. This is what happened afterwards. So now him growing up as a grown ass man makes sense because it came out in 2009. Instead of 1980 or whenever it came out so there you have that so technically this is not a reboot yes the story has been changed but it is considered also a secret
1: and with the franchise history honestly anything goes at this point once you go to hell and then try to link that to you know jason x freddy versus jason it all goes to hell and is this rob why victor miller is now is that what led to the lawsuit because he got pissed off
2: i mean that could be part of it but here's the thing he also tried to sue to get the correct amount of compensation because of said movie but he lost so he was paid less for Damn. this remake
1: that actually sucks because this is clearly supposed to be a remake
2: <laughs> but that's they it's used- terrible. yeah so anyways that's that's a- another conversation <laughs> For this one, let me just say that before we get into the review of this film, I'm remembering back then my experience in the theater. Let me say, and and I think this kind of holds true for the actual review that we're going to do. Okay, so the trailer really had me super intrigued because I was like, I've never seen Jason be so aggressive in my life. Like, that was such a surprise that they went that route and made him more of this very highly aggressive fast-moving killer. There is no chance like I was over the moon with this trailer going into this theater that entire first sequence is I think probably the best part of the movie i and and it's not to really say anything bad about the rest of the movie i have never been that terrified of a jason movie in that in in that first like sequence that whole entire thing that the the way that every character got tons of screen time for folks who were never going to be seen throughout this rest of this movie and to give you that full-on example of who jason is in this movie like i could not believe the sheer heaviness of these kills and how aggressive this man it was terrifying i i just i just liked everything about that first sequence like you got all of it all of what you know of a jason film the sex the beautiful people the camp the story him taking them out one by one the discovery of the like all of that was in this it was just i I don't know i just loved how this first part was filmed so i will just say that in this Theater when that when the name Friday the 13th came up after that first sequence, this theater was like what are we about to experience for the next 80 minutes?
1: I agree. I forgot a lot about this movie. I knew there was the pre-sequence and Rob is talking about basically what, the first half hour or 25 minutes of the movie. It's almost like its own self-contained mini Friday the 13th. But we start off with that recap of part one. I like to call her Alice, but she does kill Pamela and we see that Jason in this version was alive and saw his mother die, which is something that we've heard kind of rumors after the fact. I gotta say Rob, I loved this first half so much. I think it is brutal. It's like really in your face. So do you think that
2: the second half is where it kind of might wane for you? Well it's not, It's to me it's not as strong. So here's the thing, even though we got such a short time with these first group of people, I enjoyed them more than the the group that we got. The reason for them being in camp searching for the weed. Perfect reason to have these dumbasses in camp after hearing about this legend. It makes perfect sense for them to be there. Also, the five basic horror character tropes were established in these six people. No, seriously, I mean, I don't want to call a horror whore, but I mean obviously, you know, the woman of this group, the one who was having sex. Clearly, she was doing the jock. Then you had, you know, the fool who was all about the weed. You know, he came there single. And then what was what was the sister's name? Whitney we you Whitney Whitney's the final girl and her boyfriend it was yeah, a boyfriend That yeah, right? was her boyfriend who was the sensitive one all of that fit it all fit just just again the the tactic of the kills and they didn't hold back in this first half everybody looked terrified every death was effective oh like you also got to see Jason as a tactful killer like he was patient he set up traps and again this whole idea of him being underground without even seeing the tunnel yet you're like what is going on He's already established a way to get from point A to point B. He's under the house sticking. Even the reveal of the head when he grabs it and turns it around. And like that was some terrifying shit. I I can talk about this first part all day. I just I just thought it was a really good setup. He ran and then hit that dude in the head with I was like, what and did you notice his face he didn't say shit he watched it like either he just gave up and was like i know i'm gonna die but he didn't warn her he could have easily jason could have easily hit whitney but he hit him instead but i wonder if he just was like i'm not gonna say i don't know that was a little weird little look but like the sleeping bag all of that i just thought was all brilliant
1: does he tell her the run to the boyfriend to whitney yes yes. when he's pulled down into the he's
2: officially died he's coughing up blood like he's getting stuck in the stomach like that's when he's like you need to run so good i I just thought that was great, but yeah. I agree
1: honestly Rob maybe the fact that I forgot everything about this movie I feel like I bought the DVD like we mentioned earlier but I watched it one time in theaters with brother David and the only thing I remembered was Jared is in this movie and that this first half cuts and then we get the second half to the other but I agree I liked every character in this first half I like the way they were interacting with each other I like the setup I like the camp story Tale, and they're all like, Oh, yeah, you had a friend that went to Camp Crystal Lake. And he's like, No, no, really, really
2: well done, Rob. So, one, one last thing that I'll say about this first part, and I'm and may come up later, but Jonathan Sadowski and Ben Feldman, so they were actually casted really late, like almost close to the time of filming. And those two are so close together. Jonathan was added because Ben was just like, Me and him are like besties, and their rapport on set and filming go really really well so they just casted those two to like be friends and you know they obviously got a really big scene together so it just kind of worked out so I really like that about these first half of kids, you know, I'll I'll just say this right now. Derek Mears, who plays Jason Voorhees in this film, I think he did a phenomenal job. I think he did great. I there's there's certain things that Jason was doing in this movie, and I think it was again part of his aggressiveness. He was very soft, but again, when it was time to kill, he would do these quick head moves or these quick turns that would just be like I'm focused and I'm pissed. Like there was just something about the way he did it I really enjoyed. So yeah, kudos. To Derek Mears, I thought he did great.
1: So these are all positive things. I wonder like going on reviewing this I'm almost afraid to say that I enjoyed this. Again, my co-host is, famously says enjoy what your tastes are and F the haters but it seems to be disliked this reboot in some regards, like rating wise but I gotta tell you, God I'm so sorry over Jason Goes to Hell I think this is a masterpiece <laughs> especially that first gr- like Rob, if we could have gotten gotten that for the entire movie oh my god so good so good yeah
2: there's there's certain things that happened in the first part that didn't happen in the second one part of it i'll just kind of hint at it is there was a lack of chase and, and Dread. Yes. Jason throughout yes. the rest of this movie was light as a feather and just appeared everywhere at the right time to sneak behind them and just take them out. Now, that gave me a lot of Mike Myers vibes, which is what I didn't really want to see in Jason because of how aggressive yes. he is. I yes. did want a lot of chase. I wanted a lot of, of more hiding. And is he going to find me? Stuff like that. Half these kids were taken out like that.
1: You knew exactly it was gonna happen because of the way they set it up. Well, the only
2: surprise that we got was Ryan Jensen's character who was driving the speedboat. He gets an arrow in the eye. That's probably the only shock that I got for the rest of the film. Not
1: Willa Ford's breast coming out like we were saying? (laughs) I wanna be a
2: i forgot that i know that was that was pretty crazy uh yeah no i completely forgot about that death and when it happened i actually yelled i was like oh i forgot they took him out so early um but yeah other than that i think it just lacked a lot of like chase you know I remember from the older films or the previous ones is that, you know, there was a lot of running, you know, they didn't have to do the cliche car wouldn't start or falling on the ground or whatever, but there wasn't any chase. Like we got the, the violin music to like stretch it out. We didn't get any of that. It was just, I'm here and I'm about to like stick you with something. And again, we'll talk about those kills in a second, but to me, that was one big thing that I didn't like about the second half.
1: Do you think that's just more towards our modern filmmaking at the time, especially in 2009 we went through even zombies became crawling you know shambling to running and then we got this Jason that is brutal in this movie not only is he quick he's so big and strong and forceful but is that a sign of the times did we need Jason to be like this in 2009 to be Friday the 13th like you are saying, no running no build up just kill 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 I have to say that's one of the things I, if I had to nitpick about this movie there's parts that I and I do like his performance as Jason in this movie but there's things that I'm like Mm, Is this really Jason Voorhees or is this, like you said, a Michael Myers or another hills have eyes kind of thing? There's things that make Jason Jason, I feel like. And I prefer him a little. Maybe he doesn't have to crawl or walk slow. But to me, he is just like running through these woods, which to me is terrifying. Of course, a giant man in a mask with an axe is going to terrify the crap out of you. But there's parts that to me did not say Jason Voorhees as much as I would like but i think this is because of 2009 and we're at a point that everything's got to be flashy fast 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 kill
2: so ryan i'm so glad you said that because i'm sure your listeners know so far like and have picked this up from you you are appreciative of the old school you just you just like the classic way things are done and i think that's awesome of you to keep that With you because Dawn of the Dead, like there is a clear divide with the slow zombies versus the fast. And I know where you are at, I know which side you're on, and I totally get that. You can say that it's for the times. I would just say that, and this is one of many possible reasons, is that I think to a horror fan who has watched everything from the 70s on, we're immune, we're a little bit immune to what's going on. Back then, we didn't have cell phones. So when shit hits the fan, you can't call for help. I don't want to see a slow Jason walking around when all I have to do is pick up my cell phone and be like, come get this bitch before he gets closer to me. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: And I'm not saying it'll play out that way. But these are, these are things that just sort of have to be updated to make it believable.
1: That's true. That is true. Good point. But I'm not Good saying point.
2: that a slow moving killer is, is not appreciated or can't be scary. It just depends on the filmmaker and how it's done. I think it is definitely possible to go back to how it used to be and have like slower, more ambiguous, you know, people who Mm. just like disappear out of nowhere once you turn your head. Like, I don't mind any of that, but I think we've just seen enough of it it's time to kind of shock them, change it up a little bit. And for me, I like this route because it does make you different from what we're used to and what we've seen. I don't want a carbon copy. And so I I, I like that there was more of an aggressive Jason in this one.
1: Yes, the aggression really heightens things, I will say, because this man is on a mission. You, you know, that, that does make sense, Rob, because even with this film, I think that it does change it enough that it does feel fresh in the sense it Yes, we get the key things of the cam, Jason, the teens. But just a little thing like that did change it enough, I feel like, for modern audiences. We cut to weeks later and Whitney, which is... Our we thought was our lead. Did she get murdered by Jason in that beginning? Mm.
2: Did you think she was dead, Rob? Originally, I mean, I did. To be honest, it I mean, I can watch it now and look for the heavy, heavy cues to mm. she was still alive, and that just goes on basic Hollywood formula. Uh, but back then, I didn't even think twice about it. She's gone. Let's move on. I I thought she was dead.
1: Did you think anything at the time? Do you remember of the locket and her looking like Pamela, or did you think that was kind of just like a? Eh, like a throwaway line just to do like a reference that someone could look like pamela oh we got the jason to throw in there i really wish that
2: i could remember if i had thoughts about that i mean it was a very like subtle line to just throw in and i'm like why but again she had died so i just didn't think twice about it but hearing it now it makes perfect sense
1: but that setup i mean there's no way that axe jason is coming down on her so i'm assuming the axe went to the side and jason snatched her (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I would like to see how that all played out, to be honest.
1: <laughs> would you have liked that to be played up a little more with the Pamela thing? Even as a callback. Would you have liked her to say, Jason, mother is talking to you? Like no. something kind of no, like I, no, you didn't so want that." So okay. here's the
2: thing. I don't think that these kids knew that much about the lore. So for them to just play into what was going on would have been a little too hokey, a little meta. Mm. Like again, I didn't yep. need a carbon copy of, of what we saw in the previous movies. I think she she knew what it meant for her to stay alive so she, yes she did play into that towards the end of the movie but i don't think she needed to go a full-on like i'm your mother how did you know like yeah, I
1: agree. I
2: agree. yeah. And, and it's a good thing that she did catch on to that i i didn't mind that twist i don't know if you want to talk about that now or you want to talk about it later yeah yeah let's okay. talk about it I'm- i don't i don't i don't think i minded that twist to be honest, I, you know, we, we got to know her and I liked her from the beginning. If she had ended up dead, I wouldn't have cried about it. Like, I I hope yeah. there was no focus group out there and be like, how dare you kill this girl? I, I didn't mind if she was gone. Now, the fact that, you know, Jared was out there, you know, searching for her and being able to complete his mission by finding out that she was alive i guess that gives him more of this leading man sort of vibe in in a sense of like we're not going through this entire movie without him at least succeeding he goes out look for his sister he gets a girlfriend instead i don't know if people wanted to see that i didn't mind the twist it it made sense what i will say is okay so jared's clay right clay yes I don't know if you noticed this. I didn't notice this until I rewatched it last night and did a little reading about it. That Clay is sort of like a unwanted accidental homage to part four the final chapter because there is a gentleman in there looking for his missing sister from a previous movie yes. the directors and the writers straight up was like i had no clue no oh, idea funny. they did not do I this on. was they did not do this on purpose they had no idea it was unintentional 100
1: so just a homage that worked out a little well because they are basically recapping as they like to say they kind of try to combine the first four movies into for what they did i think they succeeded in many ways but jared as clay i mean a likable not only take his looks aside take that he's been like a household name from the
2: gilmore girls to supernatural jared is so likable in this movie he his determination for his sister and and just the the level of work that he's putting in and i and i really thought that the scene with him and the cop was very important because it's clear he's been through the ringer and i mean this is not just a one-off first day like i'm gonna look for my sister like he's been doing this for quite a while now and then we also get a little bit of backstory that they even fought so like he is very determined to find his family and i and i totally get that so yes that definitely gave him a lot of points and the fact that he stood up to dumbass van winkle So... (laughs) Okay, yes. The
1: second group of teens no they're not even teens kids men women the group of the this second group are going to this gentleman's his parents summer cabin that cabin was
2: beautiful oh my god that cabin was so beautiful but like you said why do they need all them rooms for i know <laughs> this place is too damn big you don't even know what's going on under your own roof but yeah no that cabin was gorgeous but go ahead
1: this character was so annoying yes i get that whole thing about you don't want to just destroy your parents house of course like rob texted me last night how did these characters become friends to begin with yes this i is an asshole no personality besides i'm a rich jock or i'm a pretty boy like that was his one character and i'm an asshole too i hated the whole thing about him i guess it's what you're supposed to do they wanted you to hate him, but
2: this was a very specific group of kids and none of them were dating each other not one. And Trent tried to, you know, sleep with Miss um, Panabaka, Miss Jenna.
1: Were they not together? I couldn't figure that I out. I would
2: say that they were probably dating. She may have accompanied him as a date, but they weren't together. Because when she found because- out when she found out about Brie and Trent sleeping together, like, she didn't bat an eye. She was like, whatever, I don't care. And she made it quite clear she was after some clay dick. Like, quite clear. She was like, I came with these people, but I'm gonna search for your missing sister and walk through these woods with somebody i don't know for hours like she wanted some clay like i'm it's it's so they weren't together they weren't he he just kind of had that expectation
1: i know okay now uh you You would no
2: i would not i would not i would not like i would go maybe a little bit of the way but they ended up into nightfall like that like that was too much like i gotta go back to the people i came with i don't know you like i want to help you it's It's whatever.
1: I mean, right, he seems nice, but get me to that cabin. He could have murdered her and raped
2: her. I know he could have. But no, here's the thing about this, though. Like, even in the the gas station, you know, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, that he's being (laughs) an asshole. And I'm like, woman, that says a lot about you versus, you know, I cannot stand people apologizing for their asshole friend. I'll say that bluntly. I will judge you to your face. If you are friends with a known asshole who is evil to people that they don't know, like, I'm sorry if you're gonna choose that bit of company that says so much about you and like she annoyed me when she did that I'm like girl you are with him like you don't don't apologize like but I mean she was a nice girl right we I liked her yeah she was a nice girl she was but
1: you know again how did they become friends
2: I don't understand how any of these people came from now the two you know Chewy and Lawrence like oh my god those two were those are goals that's friendship goals right there you see how Lawrence went out he knew a killer was outside. When you find out a killer's outside, my boy Chewie's out there. I gotta go. Nobody else went outside but him. Got his Captain America shield. That shit was... Uh, I thought that was so
1: smart too. I'm like, why didn't anyone ever think of that? Take that big walk as a shield. So
2: beautiful of him to go out and look for his friend. I just thought that was great. I mean, I guess
1: the other one... free and Nolan. Like, they
2: all seem like these laid-back kind of
1: group of people. Did they just go with this dude because he had this summer hat? Else. maybe that's what the thing is maybe they weren't even friends with him i would he just say i had no friends he just
2: lived on the same floor or maybe the girls were associated to the group of guys who were friends i i don't know and here's the thing i didn't mind these group of kids i thought they were fun i i like aaron you as an actor for one i just think he is so fun to watch i watched him in this and like Disturbia, yeah, and and I, I just think he's fun i really like him he was also in the tomorrow people do you remember that i just when i looked up his filmography i said oh he was in that Show. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. No, I just think he's a fun guy. I wish I could see more of him, but um yeah he is
1: one of the most likable ever stands out as one of the most enjoyable yeah I mean Lawrence I like Lawrence honestly <laughs> I, I thought Lawrence was great
2: yeah Lawrence definitely played the token but they amped that up a little bit you know they you know showed uh, these other kids what it you know careful what you say you know because it come off like that but he rolled it off he was like you know I'm here you know I'm about to study oh you you think I'm black because I'm gonna do rap He's like how dare you and she goes oh my bad what do you she's like yeah I'm doing rap like it it's good to point out but you know he he obviously knew they weren't like it will afford
1: they had her ask that question right yeah. like <laughs> i'm the singer are you gonna do rap yeah. like, I-, I wanna be mad,
3: make so good
1: gotta just mention that scene though my god with the catalog oh when my he's god looking to pleasure him there's a part in this thing <laughs> at the random he's looking desperately desperately like you know in those catalogs there's gonna be someone in an underwear right like he's- and then he finds this older woman in this like full-length nightgown. Ga- it was
2: <laughs> he's like this winter catalog no he's <laughs> He was trying. He was trying. Yeah, I just that was funny. <laughs> oh my God. That made me laugh. I completely forgot about it. So this movie takes place in one evening, right? And I know that in previous Jason films, people were killed throughout like a weekend or something, leading up to this final night of like carnage. Since this all took place in one day, what did you think? About sort of the progression of the film, like how everything just sort of like where executed, him getting the mask and him attacking everybody. What did you think about the flow of all of that?
1: With the mask bit, I think that is honestly one of the only ways they could have set up him getting the mask. I, he starts with the bag head, which I like as a reference to part two, right? Like, okay, so yes, he doesn't automatically get the mask. Like that a lot. But this mask looked like it was first off through hell. It looked like it was perfect for a Friday the 13th reboot because it was, like, dark and gritty and and totally 2000s. But that aside, like, him setting up, okay, I'll believe he gets it from you know there was a hockey stick there ho 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 it makes sense i think it had to be in one day for this reboot to work because of the how quickly things happen and how quick jason is like you said in modern times someone had to have a cell phone that worked right you would think so it had to happen i feel in one day 1980s yeah there's no other communications oh maybe they went off but we can't text them because god knows where they are
2: with that being said i'm i was trying to wrestle back and forth if i actually appreciated the way everybody was sort of because the Kill count is actually pretty high. So I think that's great. I don't know. There was just something about the timing of it all because we don't know exactly how often and how much Jason has been killing up to this point right? Then all of a sudden, I just want to attack all of these kids at a cabin. It, it just, I don't know. Yes. To me, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Now, the gentleman who was in that farmhouse and, you know, we had the hockey master, or whatever, he apparently went out to that same location in the, in the camp and grabbed that weed and brought it back with weed. him. And so this is something that you can see on YouTube folks. That scene had a completely different execution.
1: The killer cut.
2: Right. <laughs> He did not, that that guy who was trying to, you know, sell weed or whatever, he did not die that way. So if you, so the cut that you watched, Ryan, he gets his throat slashed when he, you know, he's trying to fight back or whatever. And then he takes the bag off of his head and then he sees his face and he's like, that ain't right. And then he takes the knife and he slashes his throat. Then he looks under a blanket and then finds the mask. Originally, that is not how it happened. So again, you can go on YouTube and see this. So basically we see him bringing the weed. And you see it on the table. So I'm assuming Jason must have followed him and decided to like, that take makes him more out. Sense. Yeah. And then, you know, you go through sort of the motion with the whole mannequin and the licking of the of the of the magazine. <gasps> oh, I know. God. I was like, ew. But here's the thing. Originally, the guy finds the hockey mask and he wears it on his head, and he's smoking. He's smoking with the mask on. And then when Jason comes, Jason cuts off his head, takes the hockey mask off of his head and puts it on.
1: I think that's so much better.
2: Now, apparently they changed it because the original way, there was no suspense if he was going to die or not. So they changed it. I don't know. Did we really think he was going to survive, Rob? Did they really think that people thought? Well, it's one of the theories. But the thing is, is that when you're watching the cut that we got, Jason finds the bag, Clay's bag and he takes that in the body back to his lair. If you yes. see, he throws the bag onto um, Whitney and he's carrying a body. The body didn't have a head.
1: You're right! I just, yes, I noticed that, but I didn't even think. Yeah.
2: Technically, you know, even if it was off camera, you gotta assume he cut his head off, but originally his head was supposed to come off, but it didn't. It just got slashed, but then he walks around with a, a headless body. So, they kind of mixed it in continuity-wise. If you would've caught it, that's what would've happened. Um, I Again, it's, it's nice that he got his mask that way but the timing like why now it's just so kind of off for me that he just is like i'm gonna go on a killing spree today with this yeah, yeah. and and wear this specifically i mean he could have got that husky mask anytime beforehand i don't know what prompted him to go out of the camp but i'm i'm assuming it's because he followed the guy and then maybe he was like i'm gonna close up loose ends i don't want people to know i'm here i don't know but for some reason he was like i'm just gonna go after all these people
3: yeah. mm-hmm. so
2: that, that don't happened. i also Want to bring up the will afford death. So this is
3: Chelsea.
2: Which is so crazy because how
1: did we both hear the same exact... Because when you asked me this, Rob, I'm like, that sounds so
2: familiar. I I could just be projecting memories into my head right now. I'm just going to give you a breakdown. I swear to you. Because I couldn't find it on YouTube. I was trying to look for a trailer that had this original death in it. So... Smart, smart. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. Maybe it's out there. Maybe it's not. But here's the thing. So Chelsea's character dies differently in the original script. And I thought... that this original way was a lot more terrifying for me just to showcase how ruthless jason really is like this man has literally only one goal is that to watch you die and suffer for those who don't know the original way that chelsea was supposed to die is that everything kind of falls into place her her man gets hit with the arrow the boat goes out of control she gets hit by the boat so she's a little bit sort of like winded she's in the water she sees jason on shore they're at a distance to where she is terrified to swim anywhere near shore because he's standing right there now she's out there and she's waving her hands her legs you know she's trying to stay afloat this still happened before sundown this I swear to you I saw this in a trailer it was either a teaser trailer or just some kind of like shortcut of like this is Jason today right because they do show that setup that he's there watching so it makes sense that it could be I could have swore this I saw trailer where it was all drawn out so they show her terrified they show him standing there he doesn't move a muscle and she is just standing there suddenly they cut to where the sun has gone down it's night and she is still in the same spot trying to swim and use her muscles and strength to stay afloat he again has not moved one muscle and is staring at her waiting for her to make a move terrifying terrifying I think. and when the when you cut from sun up to sun down and she's still out there he could have been killing everybody else nope he is not moved he doesn't care about anybody else Standing but her
1: right there yeah she
2: from exhaustion just drowns just just drowns can't keep herself up above water anymore i remember watching that on on somewhere and i was like damn. Like, I was like, this is who Jason is? Like, I was like, this movie's gonna be off the fucking hook. But they changed it. She goes under a dock and he, she tries to sneak sneak herself away from like, being, you know, noticed or whatever but he, you know, he can hear everything and sticks that machete right in her head and, you know, he pulls it up and you can see her breasts and all that stuff. Get one more time! I a question for you. <laughs> Do you prefer this death or Paris Hilton's death from House of Wax. Honestly, I'll take Paris. (laughs) Okay.
1: Yeah, this death was just so anticlimactic. It just happened so, like... (laughs)
2: yeah it it was really it was really quick but i appreciated the original version and i thought it was crazy but there are lots of people who know about this original death and it you can also find it on you know like things you don't know about the movie or whatever this is what originally happened i wish they had kept that because i just love that scene it was so good but i'm glad i'm not crazy and i'm glad you remembered it too as
1: soon as you said that i'm like why does that sound so familiar
2: Oh, my God. Okay, so I want to get your opinion about Miss Panabaker. This whole twist of her dying towards the end of the film okay yay or nay by standard hollywood hollywood horror standards she was the most purest innocent nice girl in the entire film and she still paid the price do you like that they did this or do you think that this was a cheap shot and they should have kept her alive
1: i think the only reason they killed her is because they had the sister alive still whitney and they were like No, we can't have two women like or two other people survive. I really think that's what it is because you're right. She was set up to be the final girl along with Clay. But once you threw Whitney in that picture, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) matter of fact she was the last one in that tunnel that's why she ended up getting I'm surprised Clay went first through that tunnel because I would have been like oh no Jason's right behind I am I would have been flying through that tunnel first off knew I remembered it was happening at that moment and I was like damn but it was shocking in the theater but do you think it was only because they couldn't do the two women like it's the sister and her
2: so that is a possibility I mean we've seen more people survive in a horror film other than just two leads or whatever it's in in any capacity Mm. I honestly think that it was pure just shock value like this was a death that was not to be expected at all like no way shape or form did anybody think she was gonna die and the best thing that you can do for that audience is to prove them wrong and to do something different i think that it was appropriate for her to die now to your point ryan i think that if we didn't get Whitney back, we probably would have seen her alive. So it made it okay to pull that move without people really being angry about, like, change the ending. You know, we can't, you know. So... I would have been okay with that. The thing is, though, is that Jenna technically was supposed to survive at least the tunnel. Yeah, You read this. So apparently Jenna's character was supposed to survive the tunnel part. It was the buses where she died. She makes this joke saying like, well, I hope our second date goes a lot better. And this is when Jason comes out and kills Miss Panabaker. But I don't I honestly think there was no choice. They had no choice but to take her out because she was so so, like, a million to one to to get out of this alive, and she didn't like the odds just were not in her favor and i can i remember this like in the theater we were gagging we were like what is that like it, how that one hurt do because this? she was so nice leading up into this point yeah and you know clay look i know you're on a mission to find your sister there's no there's nothing wrong with searching for love while you're doing it like when he agreed like she was like do you want some company he goes yeah i would love some company i'm like how are you just gonna put this burden on this girl but he was clearly favoring her you know i wasn't mad about it? Wasn't mad about it. It's okay to think about your own life. I know you're looking for your sister, but you can still like get a girl. Like this man has
1: any trouble finding women? He he literally went to a convenience store with a wanted sign, and he found this one. I mean, like you know, rides a motorcycle.
2: You I mean. It, it all said in his face too. I think that she was mourned in the oh, most yes. appropriate way. Like he really was devastated he the th- that he, put he her, lost he her. He put her life. He basically. really was. Well,
1: mm, I guess she would have died though at the house probably. I exactly. guess
2: maybe, maybe. But yeah, I thought that was a shocking surprise. I can appreciate stuff like that, and I like when movies take that sort of risk factor. Like it's okay to piss us off a little bit. To be honest, I think it's okay. I wouldn't be mad if they killed good people on screen. It's not a big deal. Just have it make sense just have it make sense i don't think that this was a shock value i i honestly think, yes. well i mean yes. yes it did serve a purpose as a shock value but i i, I just think it was done in a way it was like i see what you did there well played it wasn't like oh i want you to like cry about it and blah blah blah. i just think it was like plus in real life unexpected. i i, I like that
1: because it's not the the cliche of well we know in movie terms that this woman's gonna survive because she's the innocent sweet girl i like that shock as well that holy shit it makes sense if you're the last person through a tunnel and there's someone chasing you there's a possibility they might get to you
2: so real quick your thoughts on the underground tunnels this was supposedly an explanation as to how jason in in previous films i guess in a meta format was able to get from point a to point b so quickly without you witnessing him running or you know at least power walking but the underground tunnels what do you think about this added feature you know entities? i remember
1: seeing this with david again back in the day and he thought this was so smart to explain why someone like jason could get from point a to point b i agree but i think it takes away a little of the mysticism like I like that mystery. I like that thought of like, oh, it's like Bigfoot. Where does he go Like from point A to point B? I like the mystery, but it is a smart thing to do, honestly. It's a smart move for a killer. Travels this quickly to get around and grounded in reality.
2: Rob? I mean, if I was to really like heavy nitpick or whatever, I would just want to know sort of the resources uh, on how you yeah. the lights under there. I mean, maybe most of that was already... I mean, it just it looked like an underground mine and I'm sure most of that was already Done on in itself, it's just you know watching him grow up and just kind of like go through the motions. I mean, I I think natural instinct you would be able to adapt and whatnot. I I just would want to know a little bit right, more on right. how he was able to pull all of that off. So with with that being said, yes, I think it's a great way to kind of showcase. Like you can't pull that shit you did in the '80s. We need explanation. We need like a reason to do so for a modern day audience. It made sense for them to come come up with some kind of like explanation how he did stuff like that but like setting up the traps and the bells to like let people know like i don't know i i would have loved to have gotten more of a you know is jason really like steve jobs like is he really that smart like that's that's pretty amazing but when
1: we see the christmas lights earlier i didn't like that because it it makes him too i mean i guess it it makes it that he could survive all these years and make sense that he's capable of taking care of himself but to me it's too like smart like hey, he's plugging in christmas life i mean they do do that line that someone's stealing the gasoline at least to make sense how this man is having power in anything but i don't know i like the dumb mm-hmm. i hate to even say the word dumb but i like the more naive jason i don't like him as a mastermind i don't know again it's not make or breaker for me at all but there's something about it that doesn't scream Friday the 13th, but again, this is a quote unquote sequel, but it's a a remake.
2: Yeah, so I guess one other thing that kind of popped in my head during this that I thought was pretty cool was the tow truck scene. So Trent is on the road. He's flagging a truck down. It stops, but we get no reaction from the driver. So we are led to believe that this could possibly be Jason driving the truck. Now, we're not given any indication that this man can drive. We don't even know where this tow truck came from if he could drive. But the idea was, does he get on the back of this car? All he saw was- Creepy hand though. waving creepy. to him to get on. Very creepy. Now, I, at the moment, I couldn't I remember if that was Jason in the car or not, so it did get me. It was an effective scene. We find out that he judged the towny wrong, and he could have actually got out of there alive, Tessa's Chainsaw Massacre style, if he had just gotten in the truck. Because the, the minute the man saw that, saw Jason, he peeled out. And there was enough time for him to get in the truck and take off before Jason got there. I thought that was an effective scene. But here's the thing I wouldn't have got in that truck. I wouldn't have. I would have died. When you're hey, hitchhiking, right, beggars right, can't right. be choosers. So I'm being a little bit of a no, bitch right it. now. I get I'm it. I'm being a little bit of a bitch right now. So, I mean, that's, this man stops. He doesn't say hello. Do you need a ride? Are you okay? He just, just flags me. Just Nothing. get off. He doesn't say word. He doesn't look back. And I was like, no, dude, you can't. Like, But again, I'm the one who needs his help. So who am I to judge? But it's like, I can't with that. I can't. He doesn't know what I'm going through. So he feels he doesn't have to do that. But, like, he turns around, he's got, like, ventilators in his nose. I mean, they really made him, like, the weakest guy. I mean, they tried to make it, they made it seem like he was not in any shape or form a threat. And I get it. But still, his approach was fucked up. No, because you're
1: allegedly that's Jason, but thank God it wasn't Jason. Because then I would have been like, the man drives, too?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this ending pissed me off. It pissed me off a lot. A whole lot. First of all, why do you need to dispose of the body in the lake? It made no sense. No sense whatsoever. This poetic send-off to this killer was garbage. I'm so glad it ended the way it did. I was utterly pissed the, off a signal, i don't know right what... like totally
1: that you throw the mask along with him in the in the lake
2: i i don't know if this was the only way he was gonna die officially or keep him dead instead of just reporting him to the cops i don't know for some reason they felt they needed to do this tamper with the body let's just take him to the lake it was the weirdest thing but i want to read something to you the producers went to comic-con at the time they were finished with the movie they were completed they've done it all a fanboy walks up to them and says, first thing, whatever you do in this remake, never, ever take Jason's mask off. And apparently this this quote, this this guy spooked the shit out of them that they went back and reshot what? the ending because they were going because I think originally they were going to show his face. And all of its glory. So so when he gets the chain wrapped around his neck and it goes through the shredder, it eventually was going to take off his mask and show his face before he gets cut. Because of this fanboy, they went back and shot it and made sure to keep the mask on. Because they thought that a lot of fans would agree... With this one fanboy who was quite clear not to take his mask off and show his face. I think he would have been stopped the same way. It's just that the mask would have come off as he was getting cut in the head. So I don't have a very huge opinion about showing his face in these newer movies than the ones from before but again it does keep a little bit of a mystery and it keeps from humanizing him i will say that in that brief moment when the bag head came off and they showed a sort of a silhouette of his face a little bit of sorrow and pity was brought out with me i wasn't disgusted i wasn't scared i felt bad because i know his origin so i think that would be a reason to keep the mask on i agree what do you think i
1: agree i'm with you, one hundred percent, I agree. Not only is the mysticism, like you said, it makes it more mysterious. Plus, we did get that shot, but yeah, because at the end of the day it was a child that was made fun of that was not watched that ended up not drowning evidently but you know tortured for being different which is it's terrible because you know there's kids bullied to this day of course at school so I agree it would humanize him a little too much plus you want that iconic look of the hockey mask even to the end yeah the ending Rob is this a dream is this the dream sequence we get at every Friday the 13th I'm praying that they were not dumb enough to put him in the the lake like you're saying because when the cops come and say well who killed all these people oh we decided to throw the
2: body in the lake it's, it's a weird it's weird it's weird but you know he jumps out she gets a scream i thought it was an effective ending but at the same time it's stupid it's just dumb <laughs> I, don't I don't like get it, it. I, I just it just took it out for me they both agreed to this it was just the weirdest thing but let's go through the kill count though they purposely decided to have a kill count of 13 oh smart Smart, smart. They killed four out of the five in the beginning. Then you got Farm Boy, group of kids, which is Trent, Brie, Chelsea ryan jensen i forget his name lawrence chewy so that's 11 and then the cop oh yeah and then miss panna baker so they actually don't even count whitney as a death so 13 so she didn't die apparently
1: i think that they were planning for a sequel and that they were going to pick this up like every other one like oh at the end of the canoe alice sees jason but it wasn't really jason like i think that's what they (laughs) wanted to do but rob there's no way after that grinding up his head because his head the top of his head
2: was ground up right well i mean just i mean part of his brain was exposed i don't think his head was like fully just sliced the pieces but yeah it, it got a little bit of the brain or whatever so who knows but to
1: me this was setting up a sequel that never happened where he probably was going to be dead and then somehow the camp crystal lake water brought him back to life yeah only thing that ma- to me i agree the ending is the thing that i dislike about this the most
2: so, you almost got your wish, Ryan. They tried to include a lot of alums from previous Ooh. films in this movie. They wanted Tommy to come back. They wanted the actress, Adrian. Oh, Adrian King. Alice to come yes. back. They were like, hands down... We don't want anyone from the previous films to be in this movie in no shape or form. This is a new beginning. We want to start fresh. They put a stop to anything that brought back any characters from the beginning. I honestly think that Tommy, I don't know if I wanted to see him in this.
1: Tommy or just cameos? Just the fact that they were going to bring up cameos of these people or were they going to play like Tommy? Was he going to be Tommy Jarvis?
2: I want to say that Tommy Jarvis's character was supposed to be embedded in the story. Oh, wow. And just the actress of alice was supposed to come in i'm a little tommied out because he yes he may have been the one to kill him in part four but he is not an equal match to jason so to have him as this constant soul survivor like i'm sorry he's no andy barkley like i will march up and down them hills for andy barkley versus chucky but I'm sorry, Tommy Bird, Jarvis, and Jason is not a duo I don't need to see in every movie. It's just not my thing. Just not my thing. But you had news about the sequel. What what was going on with the sequel news?
1: Ooh, well, the sequel was going to bring back our Derek Mears. It was going to be a 3D movie, I know. They said that the Friday the 13th, 2009, went on to gross $60 million in the United States, and that the Friday the 13th sequel was going to be 3D and called Camp Blood, The Death of Jason Voorhees. It was going to be almost another remake, Rob. It was going to not continue this movie, and basically remake it again, and the only thing there was a script made the only thing that i read that was really going to be put in it is jason was going to be more mysterious we're going to have his footsteps like people are in a cabin but they're going to hear him running they said from miles away like boom like a dinosaur basically through the woods. And they okay. were gonna be like, what is that sound coming? And they said then they would slowly see him, his silhouette. So it seems like we were gonna get this slower, Jason, in the sense that he was gonna be mysterious, but at the same time, running when he did run, it was gonna pound the
2: forest. I mean, my God. Gotcha. Crazy. In 3D. In 3D. Interesting. To be honest with you, this movie, I mean, yeah, our kids saw the cabin, they saw his. Ba- Bed. They saw the mother, but to be honest with you, the, uh, again, it's just the way that these kills were executed and how he just decided to just go to this cabin and kill folks. It was off Camp Crystal Lake. It wasn't even in the camp. Right. This This dude could have been anyone. It really could have been any killer that they wanted in this movie. It didn't have to be Jason for this to be executed. The way that they used him in this story, it could have been anybody. So for a sequel and then just have it be as mysterious as you said, like remaking it and all that, like I totally get it. There's no flow through as far as story to keep going. That's just my opinion. I, I, and and that's okay i actually don't think that's a bad thing it's just that we are used to things that are familiar and we are most likely going to put our money into stuff that we already know that we like and so had this been a different killer who knows what it would have made but here's the thing we didn't get a sequel because the second week of (sighs) box office went down 80 percent. everybody saw they gave it their, you know, their notes, their hot takes on it, and either nobody wanted to see it, or the only audience who was really gunning for this movie went out and saw it the first weekend, and that was it. So there isn't a big enough audience to keep going. Now, they made profit off of it. Still, that drop does not say that's, that's a bad we drop need to keep going. That just comes to: do we want to continue to see Jason more? And to be honest with you, I'm okay if Jason is gone. If they bring him back, bring him back animated, bring him in a mini series or something.
1: Let's see just- the new show they were going to work on. Do you remember that a few years ago, the CW? camp crystal lake show that was gonna come out
2: evidently i would have been fine with an eight to ten episode miniseries of just a one by one jason thing like they're doing with chucky right now i would have totally been fine with a miniseries just to say hello and goodbye and be done but then it would be a reboot again probably wouldn't it fine with that just be done with it though like there's i don't I don't see Jason living past Madonna. Like it's done. <laughs> she...
1: Well, Madonna's still releasing shit. <laughs>
2: I know. That's what I'm saying. J- Jason is not Madonna. She he, he. There's not much left in the tank. What can you do they both with got him? One name. what can you do with him you can't i don't for me there's nothing else left there isn't
1: see i want to get to and this is one of our final we're gonna do a retrospect but basically this is a wrap-up as far as i would go rob is what the writer of part six wants to come back with his script takes place right after part six jason lives in the 80s no excuse me i think at this point it was going to be 90s group of girls catholic school girls with a nun In the winter go to Camp Camp Crystal Lake And it takes place right after Jason lives with that continuity Okay, I like this idea In the snow 90s They said you're going to see the phone booth From part 6 that's in one scene Like he's going to connect this And he has the script ready to go To me I think Jason in the snow Is a cool concept And he said basically all these girls You're not going to know who the final girl is Because each one is going to be capable And you're going to be shocked to find out Who the final girl actually turns out to be. I am excited about that. If it actually gets to happen, I rather that.
2: But you're saying you just want one more movie or do you like want a, a franchise continu- again? I, I
1: just want continuation. Like don't reboot it again. Just give us one random one. See if it works and if not, let it die. Okay. I don't want another Jason 2022 when we finally get the end of this lawsuit because clearly they're doing this lawsuit to make more movies. Just make a sequel. Don't reboot it. Give us the Snow Jason because I think that's actually
2: your I think that's a great concept jason in the snow well don't get me wrong if they made another jason movie i'm going but course, i'm not Yes, but i'm not on you know the internets you know being like <laughs> I want a Jason movie. Hurry up. Like, I don't. It's, it's, I'm, I'm going to. No, I agree. I agree. I
1: don't need it. I don't need
2: it. Yeah. If they make one, I'm going, but I'm just like, whatever. So God, we don't need another reboot.
1: The idea with this was Jason was out of the minds of people too long. You kind of have to reboot it in some sense. But in this case, we're in the years of Halloween 2018, where things can be done like that. I'm okay with that. But just one more. Give it a try. Don't reboot it. Say it's a sequel. Just put Jason out there with the hockey mask. We don't need the recap of him drowning his mother. Just give us Camp Crystal Lake, the mask already in tow. Let him kill people and see if it works. If not, let him rest. That was Friday the 13th. 2009
2: <laughs> we reviewed them all so we'll definitely give you a retrospect for next week and talk about them as a whole we'll, we'll go down our favorites list and um you'll get an idea of what we thought of the entire series Rewatching it again so definitely tune in next week for that when you're not
1: hanging out over here rob where can the people find
2: you movie geek and proud is my own specific movie podcast in collaboration with Radical Retro Rewind, we are going to be on our very last week of our summer camp and other movie tour. My last film that I am doing next Wednesday is Troop Beverly Hills. Ryan is joining me along with another friend of mine to talk about the 80s comedy. And that'll wrap up my half of the collaboration as we say goodbye to summer camp movies and go back to normal. But man, oh. what a crazy 13 14 week like i can't believe we survived we <laughs> No, pretty crazy. So yeah, next Wednesday is uh, Troop Ripley Hills. Ryan will be joining us and it should be a lot of fun. And then we'll be back here to do the retrospect.
1: And then summer is over, Rob, and we get to go to fall. Yes, we will be doing a retrospect next week. And Thundercats fans, Thundercats, we're going to the last Friday of every month for double Thundercats again through September on. Things will get back to normal here on the Radical Retro Rewind podcast. You could always find us both on Instagram. Um, Movie Geek and Proud, all one word for me. And the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast, one word on Instagram. We're also on YouTube, where we have video formats of the podcast and other various things, like a full house conversation, or see me dig through old toys. You know, that's always fun. Radical Ones, thank you so much for joining us this far, and like Rob said, next week we are doing our little retrospect to sum up the Summer. Join us then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. I wanna be bad.